Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to Jags Drive Time with Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osher, and Brian Sexton. Jags Drive Time starts right now. Yeah, uh, it, it does. Um, guys, guys know you know what this what this week and, and, and what everything really beyond you know this point uh, really means. Um, you know, last week was just a matter of just kind of you know cleaning up the roster a little bit, you know, and, and adding some new additions and finalizing the practice squad and, and all that kind of stuff and uh, now it's you know we're in the game week and you know everything we do matters every little thing how they how they take care of themselves away from the building and and uh, prepare themselves and and uh, but it, it's a good group it's a good group I think that'll that'll handle it well and uh, you know they can eliminate some distractions around them and, and just focus on ball you know at least while they're while they're here but uh, I think it's important too that um, you know, we are practicing in some warm weather and, and how they how they take care of themselves is important too. Regular season starts right now. Welcome into Jaguars Drive Time on a Wednesday morning. Ashlyn Sullivan, Brian Sexton, and John Ozier here with you for the entire football season. We are here Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday mornings after taking a little break here at the end of training camp in the preseason. But Brian, it feels good that it's for real. And we just heard Coach Peterson say that when you walked into the building this morning, I was like, all right. Let's go. It's go time. It's the first big work day of the season, right? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Wednesday, Thursday being the important days. Um, for us to get into the locker room, talk to the coaches, get a fix on the storylines. Yeah, it's um, it's nice to have it for real. Yeah, what you didn't hear Doug say the other day, he had a line. He said, now's when the fun starts. My first thought was, you've been around the Jaguars the last 10 years, have you, Doug? But <laughs> True statement. The, the cool thing is, I think that's much different now. It does feel different. And, uh, you know, it... it as Brian said, even doing this as long as we've been doing it, the regular season opener, the first week, there's a different step. There's fewer guys out on the practice field. We've all seen that. You know, As you cut to 53 last week and get to 69, there's more energy. Everybody knows this is his team. Uh, let's see how it goes. It is important. What you said is exactly right, and that is that Doug thinks this is fun. Doug is not married to the idea of it hasn't been fun. He's not worried about what happened in the he hasn't past. Hasn't been here, right? And I and I think there's just and what, something I've taken from him this summer is there's just this sense of well, I, I won a championship. I've done this before. Yeah. So just hold on and watch what we do. Right. And, uh, and I kind of like that. That makes it fun. Absolutely. All right. Let's get into big things. Big thing one is here we go. It is the start of the regular season. Our first chance to really see how Coach Peterson's Jaguars will look. We are going to focus on wins and losses, of course. But Coach Peterson has a much bigger focus than that. You know, I don't focus on the end result. Uh, I focus on the process and the journey. And if you take care of the small things, those big things will take care of themselves, and, and, and that's the final score. Um, and yeah, I just know that if we work hard this week and prepare and, and uh, go up there and play hard and do the right things, you know, good things can happen. And uh, I don't focus on necessarily wins and losses. And, put, put, you know, um, you just hope at the end of the day you get more points than they do. And, and um you know, but it's a process to get there. You know, we don't play the game on Monday. We we play it six days from now. So uh, we've got this journey to go through this week. 
Big thing two is double trouble. Running back James Robinson and Travis Etienne will both be playing on Sunday. And man, that was not a promise with both of these season-ending injuries for these guys last season. Coach Peterson optimistic. We're going to see both here against the Commanders. Do you feel like James is in a good place right now, just in terms of potentially being there on Sunday? Yes. A man of very few words regarding that. Picking three is good and fast. We think this defense is much improved from what we've seen on the training camp and preseason field. But against this commander's offense, we're going to find out how fast they can play, especially against Car Carson Wentz. Captain Foye Aluakon thinks not a lot should change in that matter. I think it just come naturally with, you know, the first game coming uh, and it counting. But as I said, our attention to detail shouldn't shift from preseason to now because, you know, when you're trying to make a team, you should be trying to be perfect and everything. And uh, now, not just because the game counts, you should take that same attention to detail and, and put it towards game planning and stuff. So maybe for, you know, the young guy that's new to them, but uh, it should be heightened awareness on stuff and being able to see the same looks and I expect to see him in the game. And there you have it. Those are big things as we get ready for week one against the Washington Commanders in a away game this Sunday. And, and, John, I think the biggest thing is we go back a couple of months and the biggest question was, okay, well, are we going to have both running backs here week one? At times that didn't seem optimistic, frankly, or mm -hmm. really even promised. And now it seems like, yeah, we're going to have both of them. Well, it certainly seems that. And I think everybody is still waiting to see the effectiveness level of uh, James Robinson. I think we've seen Travis Etienne. He looked fine. He looked like a guy who can play in the NFL. I want to see for Travis if his speed makes him look faster than regular season right. NFL defenders. I think that's going to be the key for him. But he runs hard. I mean, this is a kid. I, I've been really surprised. If there's anything that's surprising about Travis Etienne, it's how many tackles he breaks. It's how hard he runs for a little guy. James Robinson, uh, to me, um, I still want to see it. I want to see that effectiveness. There's something with the Achilles that still makes me nervous. But I'm not a doctor, although I play one on TV. Well, two thoughts. First of all, we had a conversation with Kevin Kaplan, the Jaguars mm -hmm. uh, team orthopedic surgeon. And he didn't do this surgery, and he wasn't talking specifically about um, James Robinson. But he was kind of giving us the overview of how the, the process for Achilles surgeries have changed and how they've fine-tuned things to be able to match the spring in each calf, you know, get the tension just right. It was highbrow stuff. But... It, it, it made it clear that this is not a reach for him to be ready to go. That over time, the surgical procedure for the Achilles, which used to be sort of a, you know, flip the coin. Could you put it all back together and get it right? It's much more precise these days, according to what he was telling us. But the real issue is here is I'm not a gambler, right? But if you would have said to me, both ETN and Robinson will be on the field on opening day, I would have taken that bet. I would have said no chance that both of them are ready to go by opening day because those are major injuries. ETN, I would have given yes because he had more time. But James Robinson just did this in New York last December. Right. I mean, the fact that he's back now still blows my mind. And if both of them have productive seasons this year, put them both down for the Ed Block Courage Award because both of them able to come back from what could have been career-ending injuries mm -hmm. to productive seasons – it's a big story. It absolutely is. And I think we're getting so many questions. Everyone's getting questions. Okay, well, James Robinson, is he going to be the same guy? And I'm getting so many questions about fantasy. Should I take him in fantasy? And I think the key here is, yes, he's back. Yes, he's going to be starting running back. But I think the question is, how many carries is he well, going but, to get? And they're not going to push that week one. I think what, what Kevin was telling us that day is he was explaining that you know how they fixed this procedure is that there's a chance he could be the same guy. And, John, I think both you and I, when we started in this league, if you got an Achilles, you were done. Mm-hmm. 
mean, if especially you, as a running as back, a running back, quick yeah. twitch, and yeah, you couldn't move fast. Yeah, and and I've been saying this for uh, six, seven months. If you're playing James Robinson in fantasy, I don't know that you can take his numbers from past regimes and assume they're going to be the same. Right. Doug Peterson likes a rotating backfield, and I think Travis Etienne will cut into James Robinson's carries. I think it's a good thing for the Jaguars. Maybe not a good thing, Schlin, for your fantasy team. Hey, uh, Not mine. Right. I'm just you getting know, some questions. Get to the third big thing. It sure seems to me like as this offense kind of finds itself, all the new moving parts and pieces, they're going to lean on this defense. Mm-hmm. The question is, can they lean on this defense? I mean, it sure looks like it. To talk about optimism from what we saw from these guys on the practice field and the little bit that we saw from the first-team offense against the Browns and the Steelers. I'm sorry, first-team defense against the Steelers' first-team offense. Um, I think they can lean on them. That, I mean, that's probably what I'm most excited to see is this defense early on against the Commanders. Well, I'm skeptical, Schlant, because Of course uh, you are. And, it, and I'm, not skeptical, <laughs> I'm not skeptical because I can't say the word about the quality of this defense. I'm skeptical if today in today's NFL, if it, if any team can truly lean on its defense, even the 2017 Jaguars, which is the best defense I've ever covered, they sometimes had to play in shootouts and score a lot of points to win. Um, I think this defense, what you hope it is, is what I think great defenses are right now. At big times, can you get the opponent on the field? Sir? At big times, can you get turnovers and? But this offense, it's still going to be incumbent on the offense to score points when it can. I don't think you can win in the NFL anymore if you can't score points. No, but I, I do think that you can lean on the defense to break serve like mm-hmm. you just talked about and to stop the run, yeah. right? If, you, if This team gave up 129 rushing yards per game last year. And in the first two preseason games where we saw the first team defense, so against the Browns and against the Steelers, they were excellent against the run. If they are, then I think you can lean on this defense. If they can stop the run. That's can't the stop first the step back to respectability for this franchise. You bet. If for they sure. can't yeah. stop the run, that's a problem. Yes. So many games last year, you're going into the second quarter, and it feels like the game is out of reach at this point because at that point, they couldn't stop the run. And even if the offense scores two more touchdowns, it's still out of reach. What but I see you your don't point. want is the click and the lean head at halftime, Shalane. No. Hey, look, that's never a good sign. Yeah. Last year in the season finale, the Jaguars did a number on the Colts. Right, Jonathan Taylor had 57 yards in the game, but I think he only had 13 or 14 in the first half. And when it all was on Carson Wentz's shoulders, we saw what happened. Mm-hmm. Right, He couldn't deliver. So if you can go up there on Sunday and stop the run and make Carson Wentz beat you, I like your chances of finding a way to win. Absolutely. Big test for this defense, for sure. We're going to find out who yep. they really are, that's for sure. All right, coming back on Jaguars Dry Time, some This or That presented by Price.com on the Jaguars Digital Network. Price.com is the easiest way to save money with comparison shopping, cashback, coupons, all in one. It's free. Try Price.com today. Uh, it feels great. You know, it means that, you know, that was one of my goals is to, to do everything the right way. And, you know, uh, obviously just trying to lead by example. And for them to, be, to vote me as a captain is a tremendous honor for me, and I don't take it lightly. So I'll do whatever I can for absolutely anybody in this building. Brandon Sheriff, Trevor Lawrence, Foye, Aluakon, Logan Cook, and Josh Allen are your team captains for the 2022 season. They'll be a sixth rotating captain weekly, but those are our guys for this year. Welcome back to Jaguars Drive Time. It is time for This or That, presented by Price.com. This or that. This or that. Brian. Well, so I'll go with this. Um, 
Yesterday, I turned on the Athletics AFC South preview podcast. I like to have some background noise as I'm working, and I settled in to start a little research on the Washington Commanders. And when they got to the Jaguars, it was clear they didn't know this team. The offensive line was a wreck, right? Uh, The running back situation was entirely unsettled. They didn't know that Travis Etienne was back. Uh, They hadn't been following it. They didn't have a good feel for what the Jaguars had done with the defense. Um, And I I didn't expect them to be, hey, this is a much better team. Didn't expect that at all. But what I expected was them to have some idea, since it was an AFC South podcast, of what was going on with this team. So I say, if you know this team and your expectations for this team are in check, don't pay attention to what people are saying about this team. Because the Jaguars in Jacksonville are still low on the priority list and people aren't paying a lot of attention to it. So it's just like, hey, they stink still, don't they? Yeah, they, yeah, they stink still. Okay, all right. Jaguars stink, so don't worry about them. On to Indianapolis, right. whatever it was. Uh, you will you have your feelings hurt. You'll be mad. And your phone may end up on the floor. Not that mine did. Uh, but I was just, I was stunned at, at how little they had a grasp of this team. I thought Doug Peterson might pull people's attention to this team. Um, and it did. And that was pretty much what they thought was the, uh, the lone upgrade to Jacksonville this was year. The head so coach. don't have a lot of expectations this week. And you know, this is where all the power rankings come out. Yours are out today, right? Yes, they are. This is where all these things come out. People get excited about the season. You want to be excited. And then you, if you had listened to that podcast, you'd be like, well, why bother man, watching? Why, yeah, exactly. Why even turn on? <laughs> so I would say this week, do not. Yeah. And it stinks because it comes across like it's almost unprepared, but you can't blame them where they haven't seen a product on the field to make them change their mind. And that's on the Jaguars this Sunday. And it's well, going it to take unprepared a couple of uh, I think this team's not different than it was last year. But I've said all along, fans write me all the time. When are the we get no respect? All, There's only all one way to things. get it. You win your way out of that. They've won four games the last two years. So people who don't want to do the work and figure out a real research are going to assume that it's still the same. So win your way out of that. Yep. That's all you can do. Absolutely. John, what do you got? Uh, the Jaguars, I'm waiting for it, will win the turnover battle Sunday. Well, that's not really what I wrote, but it, or they will lose the game. Uh, so I think this is a theme for me when I was talking about this that's more than this weekend. I think they have built this roster trying to do something to fix what was just an awful situation last year with uh, takeaways. They had nine for the season, which... And they had the fewest interceptions in the league, right? Yeah, they had seven interceptions, uh, nine turnovers. And when you have that number, you're going to be 3-14. and So I think as as cliche it is, and as the reality is any team in the league has to watch that number. As bad as this team was last year... Trevor Lawrence has to reduce his interceptions. The offense has to have uh, fewer turnovers. But the defense, I would say, has to at least double that nine number. If it gets into the 20s, then all of a sudden you're talking about a defense that's doing the job we talked about earlier, Brian. Well, so it, and we hear coaches say this all the time. It's rush and cover, right? So if the pass rush is more disruptive, and last year, let's be honest, it was all Josh Allen. And most weeks he saw two people. Sometimes he also saw the back on the way out of the backfield chipping him as well. Well, this year they won't be able to do that as effectively with um, Trayvon Walker on the other side. So there's a chance, got to see it first, but there's a chance this team will be much more disruptive up front, especially against a quarterback like Carson Wentz, who will chuck it up, right? We've seen him do that. And with Tyson Campbell, the addition of Darius Williams, 
um, you feel like this team will be more opportunistic in getting the ball uh, away from the other team. So I think there's a real chance. I don't think it could be much worse. (laughs) And I think there's a real chance they could take a massive step forward simply because nine takeaways to 18 would be massive this year, right? Sure. Massive. I think they could even do more than that. We'll find out. If you see a bunch of defenders for the Jaguars running down and finding some camera and this thing that the it's it's going pretty well for that the kids like to do. If they're doing that at some point in the first half and the and the sidelines get that energy, I think they'll win. I think if they get a turnover in the first half, mm-hmm. they win the game. Absolutely. All right, my this or that is all about these linebackers and who we're going to see starting this Sunday against the Commanders. Chad Muma or Devin Lloyd? I'm going to go with this week being Chad Muma. That's the rumblings I'm hearing is that Chad Muma is going to start this week. That's just because Devin Lloyd missed a significant amount of time in training camp in the preseason. Devin Lloyd is going to be your starter eventually. But I think this says a ton about Chad Muma that you can plug and play him to be a starter week one. We thought at first when these two were drafted, we thought, okay, Devin Lloyd, now go down a couple of steps, then Chad Muma. I don't think there's that many steps between these guys right now. Well, I, I do uh, because of what they did in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devin Lloyd had eight sacks. He had four interceptions. He had two for touchdowns. He had two fumble recoveries. He he is a playmaker. He is a difference maker. I think Chad Muma is a very good player. I mean, he had some pressures, some sacks, some interceptions when he was at Wyoming too. But just watch the two guys run. And Muma's a very good athlete, but Devin Lloyd's a step above. Mm-hmm. So... I, I don't know who's going to start on Sunday, but Devin Lloyd is your long-term guy inside. He's had a couple weeks to get ready. I wouldn't be stunned at all if he's out there. Um, there's a reason why Devin Lloyd was a first-round pick and Chad Muma was a third-round pick. And that's not a slight at all on Chad Muma. It's just Devin Lloyd is special. Yeah, I agree with Shlin. I think Chad Muma starts this week. I think Devin Lloyd's a long-term starter. Mm-hmm. But I think this shows uh, why they made this pick. Um, I don't think they expected to be week one, but – it's okay to have more than one good player at every position, Brian. So, yeah. Oh, there's no doubt. And especially a couple of days ago, the depth chart came out, and then you saw all over social media, oh my gosh, here are the starters. And I think what we're learning, especially with this 3-4 defense, is there's no such thing as a starter for the mm-hmm. entire game. We're going to see all these rotations, and you can't get hung up on, okay, Devin Lloyd's going to be the starter forever. Without a doubt. And you see in a 3-4, and we've talked about this the last two years, you need lots and mm-hmm. lots and lots of linebackers. At one point before they brought Adam Gotzis back, I think there were, what, four down linemen? And one of them was Smoot, who's 275 pounds. So, that I mean, let's talk about stopping the run. You want more big bodies. They're telling you where their focus is on linebackers. So if Chad Muma plays, I don't know, a third of the snaps, right, right or half the snaps, uh, that wouldn't surprise me at all over the course of a season. Mm-hmm. He's, he, there's going to be a package. He's going to be involved. He's a really good football player. Yeah, absolutely. And that is This or That presented by Price.com. When we come back on Jaguars Drive, time some ozone snapshot. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. For nine years, DreamFinders Homes has been proud to call themselves the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Visit DreamFindersHomes.com for all your available inventory. This broadcast is ozone friendly. 
time for Ozone Snapshot. It has been a couple of months since we've visited this Ozone mailbag. It's normally not the nicest place in the world, but I'm feeling it's a little better this week. It's all right. It's all right. All right, right, let's go to JT. What do you got for us? Las Vegas has our over-under at six and a half. I can't see this team winning more than seven or eight games. If we win that many, I'll absolutely consider this season a success. Yeah, I mean, this kind of hits a theme I've been talking about all offseason, Brian. You know, I don't think it's a 9 or 10 win team yet no. because I think there's going to be inconsistencies on offense because of a young group learning a new scheme. I think you're going to see a lot of improvement out of the team. There's going to be Mondays where we come in here and everybody's very excited about what's going on, but I don't know that they're going to be consistent enough offensively in a league where consistent high-scoring offense now wins. Yeah. But I think you're going to like what you see out of Trevor Lawrence. If you like what you see out of Trevor Lawrence and you've had a lot of games where you feel like the offense is moving in the right, in the right direction and they get to seven, I'll take that in a minute. If they, I'm on seven, by the way, because uh, I, I thought last year they, they could have beaten the Falcons, the Texans, and the Jets later in the season, but they had incompetent coaching, and that cost them the opportunity to go from three wins to perhaps six wins mm-hmm. on the season, right? Of course, you could argue they got that one at the end that they weren't supposed to get. But So they were a five- or six-win team if they, if they were well-coached last year. So I think seven's about the right number based on what they've added and how much better I expect the quarterback to be. However, the one thing that might get me to eight is if the turnover ratio that we were talking mm-hmm. about earlier— yeah. If this is a team that creates turnovers and short fields and makes it easy on an offense that's still figuring its way, well, then you could perhaps get to eight. I just, I'm the seven number just sticks in my head. If they get to eight and double the win total from the last two oh, seasons gosh. combined, hey man, everyone should be. It's thrilled. a great year. And by the way, I think it's worth saying, if at the end of this year they only have six wins, but the quarterback is playing well, right, and you can see mm-hmm. the development, you can see it then it's all about 2023, right? right? And it's well-coached, it, it, it's well-managed. You, For a team that we don't think is a playoff team, you know what to look for. Your eyes will tell you what this team is doing and how capable it is at the end of the season. When people, when I say seven, they get angry. Well, they won three. I mean, they won three last year. Why can't they be? I think also what you need to look for this year, out of the 14 losses, and I'm, I'm sure I'm exaggerating this. Yeah, that number seems... But it felt like 11, it wasn't even a game Mm -hmm. where you just felt like they were overmatched. I don't think you're going to have an overmatched feeling out of this team this year. I think the first step toward playoff contention is winning a few more Mm -hmm. and feeling like you match up against everybody. This team didn't do that last year. It's got to take that step. Yeah, and we always talk about being relevant, right? Being on the graphic. Seven, eight wins mm-hmm. get you to that that slight feeling at the end of the year. Well, okay, if we win this one, we got a chance. Well, look, and that's where you want to be. If, that's all if, you can ask. If by chance, Schlen, to, to play to your point, if by chance you're somewhere around Thanksgiving and you're saying, hey, look, if this, then win that, this, yeah, right. well, that alone will give you that feeling of hope for Absolutely. what's coming. All right, let's stay here in Jacksonville. We'll go to Ronald. Last time I counted, there has been a 67% turnover on the roster. Would you expect some struggles as this team gets to know one another? Well, it's a little high. I I corrected Ronald. Um, (laughs) I I think it's about 41%. Big difference. Which is still a little high, although the league, this in this era, the league churns the roster every year. So 30% isn't that unusual. Um, But to Ronald's point, if it's not 67%, there are a lot of key areas that turn, uh, that have turned over. Often, most teams' huge turnover number is at the bottom of the roster. 
this roster has changed a lot at the top with some with a lot of key players. I think the reason you're going to see some struggles is the coaching change. If Trevor struggles a little bit in the offense, it's not it doesn't mean he's not developing. It means there is an adjustment period to where the verbiage, the things that he has to do with the line of scrimmage, a tenth of a second at the line of scrimmage can mean a lot. If he's thinking a little bit about the change, if he's thinking a little bit about the new scheme, that will go away in time in this offense. I think that's where you'll see struggles is because of that first-year element. Uh, I think you could see struggles because you open on the road, and despite whoever you're playing, it is tough to win on the road. The Jaguars, by the way, have lost 17 consecutive games away from home. That's too many, Schlein. It's way too many. But then you come home home. and you get a Colts team that wrote the score of the game that was here last year. On, painted it in their locker room. So you yeah, and, you, right. and Matt That's Ryan and, and Jonathan Taylor, and then you go to L.A. to take on the Chargers. Mm-hmm. I mean, there could be some struggles early for a team that's got forty-one percent turnover because of the schedule and the opponents that are in front of you. Right, and even when we go to training camp or we go to preseason, we kept talking about Trevor, and we have three good days in a row, and then there'd be a day where we're like, all right, you know, we saw the inconsistencies, and I, I agree with you, John. That's going to take some time. They painted the score. That yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's painted Got their kitchen a little bit. Didn't it's, we? it's painted. I, that's why I love it so much. I mean, I can't wait. It's a little for, much. I can't yeah. wait for next week and week two, just because of the rich storylines. Whether it's you know Ursay standing out in front of his jet, you know, whining to the camera about losing in Jacksonville seven straight years, or Frank Reich, who I think is is one of the better coaches in mo- even keeled. Actually painting the score of that one game yeah. in the locker room. What about room? the other I, ones? Yeah, I just it'll be fun. Uh, the drama. I love, I love it. it. And we we need a little awesome. more flavor in the AFC South. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Brian, you wrote a question in, from Middleburg. Is this you? No. How do you think the Jaguars' defense will be this year? Count me in for top 10 in the league. Wowee. Yeah, I, I don't... With defense in this day and age, um, I guess top 10 in terms of yards, fine. Uh... I think we talked about earlier in the show, Brian. I want to see out of this defense, can you get a pass rush when it matters? First of all, can you stop the run? Right. Can you get in situations where you're rushing the passer? And then when it's third and seven, am I thinking that the quarterback is going to have time or, or am I thinking that he's not going to have time? And if he doesn't have time, then I think that turnover number is going to go way up. Uh, I would like to see a – I'm more concerned about seeing a positive turnover ratio from this team that I am exactly where the defense finishes. I think it will be a defense that's in the top half of the league when you if, – if you could watch all 32 teams and get a feel for it, I think this defense will feel like a top half of the league defense. I'm with you. I, I, I'm not worried about what the number says statistically. However, the eye test will tell. You'll be able to look at the defense and feel the situation. Third and eight, fourth quarter, Jags leading by a field goal. Can the defense get a stop, Right. You'll be able to see that. Your eyes will tell you whether this is one of the better defenses in the league or if they come up short and still need something. Right. And Arden Key, throughout the entire preseason training camp, kept screaming, top five, top five. He wants this defense to be top five. Absolutely. That's what you want to hear. That would be a huge jump from last season, that's for sure. And that is Ozone Snapchat. When we come back on the Jaguars Digital Network, some closing thoughts. Big week ahead as we get ready for the Washington Commanders this Sunday and away game to start the season and a lot going on. This is our first big day of open locker room and press conferences and practice. So, Brian, what do we have to look forward to? Uh, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to about 3 o'clock this afternoon getting Mike McCoy. Whoa. Mike McCoy, the, <laughs> uh, the Jaguars quarterback's <laughs> coach. 
uh, and talk to him about what he's seen. You remember, he had Peyton Manning in um, in Denver. He had Phillip Rivers in San Diego. So just kind of getting a sense of, of where he sees the young quarterback heading into his second season. All right, John, what about you? I am supposed to either today or tomorrow talk to uh, Josh Allen for the Ozone Podcast. Uh, and it's been a couple of years since he's been on that. So it's uh, always great to talk to Josh. He has great insight uh, and is uh, very good at discussing uh, just where he is in his career. So I'm looking forward to that. Yes, he also is now on what he calls his talk show, Jaguars All Access, on Thursday nights. He is the new host of Jaguars All Access, kind of filling in the role of Calais Campbell, who did such yeah. a great job with that. And Talking is not Josh's problem. No, Stop he is be. fantastic on TV. So he will be the new co-host of Jaguars All Access, and his first guest is Trayvon Walker, so that'll be awesome. He'll awesome. have to talk a lot, because Trayvon doesn't. <laughs> I'm very curious to see how this goes, but it's going to be great. And the first time we have players back in a restaurant in two years since COVID. So it's about time. And that is Thursday night at 7 o'clock. And we'll be back on Jaguars Drive Time tomorrow morning right here, 930 on the Jaguars Digital Network. We'll see you then.